0: You're listening to Common Space, finding commonality through uncommon conversation. Hope you enjoy.
1: All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Common Space. I am Julie here with Michelle. Hey. Hey. So we have two really special guests today. I'm super excited about this episode because this is a subject that not a lot of people talk about. And when they do... There are more questions than answers in a group of people who are not experts. So I feel like this, these two guests have a very specific and um, I think unique knowledge. Um, It's just a very specific field. Anyway, I'm rambling now. Kristen Raja Gopal is here. She is an estate planning attorney. We're going to talk about some titles in a minute because before we started rolling, we were like, wait, there's so many different names for what Kristen does and for what Charlotte does. Charlotte Galetka is a financial planning professional is what I'm going to say because there are lots of names for what Charlotte does as well. So welcome, Kristen and Charlotte.
2: Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks for being here. So when we were brainstorming about doing this podcast, Michelle and I were chatting and we were chatting about what our listeners would want to know about financial planning and estate planning. And in our stage of life, I'm 42. Michelle is
0: Thirty-eight. Okay. Wow. Did I just really have to say that? Yeah. Um, hey, Julie.
1: If I have to say forty-two, you can definitely True. say thirty-eight. The cat is out of the bag. Um. But you know, in our stage of life, we were when we were having this discussion, we were saying, "Well, doesn't don't most people in our age stage of life with children mm-hmm. don't most of them have at least something in place right. from a financial planning sp- perspective?" From an estate planning perspective. Yes. And I'm like, we're
0: all grownups. Yeah, yeah. We don't need this. Right. But. But. But, but, but,
1: I thought, no, I don't think so. Because I speak to plenty of friends who, if I, if we mention something about it, they're like, God, who are you going to for that?
3: Mm-hmm. Or,
1: oh, did you go to someone to do that? Like, is this not like a legal Zoom situation? Mm-hmm. And I felt like it wasn't um so we went to seek help from professionals like Kristen and Charlotte and um I think Michelle the more you talk to people the more you found that that was true that people don't actually have all this figured out
0: yeah and I think yes I think I was surprised to learn how many people did not have a will yet Mm -hmm. um but I also think for example I also think that what was uh a good reminder for me is that even if you have met with a financial advisor or you have done your estate planning, uh, you need to revisit those things. Mm. It is not just a, oh, we did that when we were 30, done, Mm. you know, moving on. And so this has also been a good reminder for me to go back through with my husband and start revisiting like, hey, do we need to go revisit Who's going to have custody of our children if something happens to us? Because eight years ago when we made our will is very different from right now. Totally. Um, And same thing with financial goals. You know, what those were eight years ago are very different from what they might be right now. Mm -hmm. Now that we've added kids to the mix, a home, things like that. And so I think that's also a really good reminder just for everyone to be able to take a step back and think through, do I have these in place yes or no but then also if you do have you revisited them lately Mm -hmm. yeah if they're like i mean
1: my dad is a really good case in point he's about to turn 80 oh my god and he's like old school immigrant doesn't think it's necessary like and i'm like dad
0: Kristen just got
1: nervous. Yeah, Kristen just started <laughs> sweating. I see the sweat pooling. You saw the She's eyebrows like, Yeah, yeah. Off. She's like, oh. Yeah. It's the same ag-
0: yeah. Give me his information when we're done. So,
1: exactly. So he's like, I, you know, you guys will just figure it out. I'm like, no, no, no. There are five siblings. No, no four that are alive. But there are four of us who... Don't know what you want to have happen with all of your stuff. Like it's not okay to stick us with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um, we did go through this with Ryan's parents after his mom passed, and yeah. it was, it, it was a lot of work yeah. for Ryan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Well, anyway, so thank you. Now that this has turned into the Julie and Michelle podcast, <laughs> on um, <laughs> I feel like I have lots of financial and estate this. planning advice. But Charlotte, let's start with you. And um, first, you know, maybe you can tell us a little bit just about there are lots of different titles of people that would work with finances. And so when someone is saying, hey, it's time for us to meet with somebody regarding our finances, what are their options and then kind of what do you do and where do you come in?
4: Well, you you nailed that on the head. It's very, my industry has liked to make it very confusing. Um, so when you are seeking to either invest money or get a financial plan, you might see a financial advisor, investment advisor, wealth manager, a financial professional. And the quickest history possible is that people are regulated differently mm-hmm. by the Securities and Exchange Commission and by the way that they work. So I think the most important thing that you need to determine is what it is that you're looking to do. And then when you interview people, find out the scope of their services, how they are paid, and if it's matched. So it it matters less what they're called, Mm -hmm. for instance. Um, But you can go see a wealth manager, a financial advisor, an investment advisor, and registered representative, and they, they might all do the same thing. It is quite possible. But if you say, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to pay for your advice and I want a financial plan and I want it in a fee-only arrangement. I don't want you to sell me a product. And if you have sort of specific parameters, Mm -hmm. then you can find a better match. Okay. So tell us about
1: fee-only because that may... I think I know what that means, Mm -hmm. but for me, just to clarify, number one, and then for our audience,
4: like, what does fee-only mean? So fee-only has become a very popular term in my industry. Typically, a fee-only advisor works where they're not selling you a commissionable product, but they're charging a fee.
1: A planning fee.
4: Well, mm -hmm. a Mm fee-only actually means they're taking a fee on your investment account. So hmm. they might charge you one percent, and okay. they can call themselves fee only. Oh, but okay. we Got work it. really hard in in my practice at Silver Penny Financial Planning to differentiate that because you're right. The a- average consumer, when they hear fee, they think it's paying for my advice. Mm-hmm. So we have an arrangement where we call it fee first financial plan. So you pay us for our time and our advice, okay? And then you may or may not hire us to actually manage your money, right? So if you say, hey, like the people you've described, I'm you know, a, a 40-something married couple with kids and I need some direction and some goals. I just need to check, is my money on the right trajectory? Mm-hmm. Then you're paying for objective, independent financial advice.
1: Got it. Mm-hmm. If
4: you go to some of these um, other financial advice platforms you know, titles that maybe work for a company where they sell proprietary products. You may also get good financial advice, but their arrangement of working with them might be a little different. Yeah,
1: so I um, interned at one of those places when I was in college. And um, they had proprietary products that they sold. So if you decided to move your assets with them, for instance, it would all be sort of in their product Right. Mm -hmm.
4: And, you know, I don't want to be disparaging against them. I know some people that work at those places that are excellent financial advisors and they give really sound advice. It's just a different setup and how you're paying. So I would say ask those questions very clearly. You know, what it is, you know, are you paying to have your uh, investment advisor is getting paid to manage your money? Mm -hmm. Are you paying for a financial plan Mm -hmm. where they're giving you you know, the goals they're giving you, I I call it a diagnostic. It's Mm. like getting a financial well check. So we've been doing a lot of that in 2021, probably Mm. post COVID, uh, where I've had several people that just, you know, they just need to see where they are. Mm -hmm. You know, are you financially healthy? Are you on target for your retirement? Are you going to pay for your kids to go to college? If so, how much of that do you want to cover? Are you on track to reach that goal or not?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Either. that's very individual, right? It's not Correct. like there's some magic number out there that everybody no. should have at retirement.
4: No, um, it's very individualized, it, which is why you really, there's a big difference between hiring an investment advisor and getting good financial advice.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, got it.
4: Now, to be clear, we do manage the assets as well if, if people hire us to do that. And mm-hmm. we still have tons of people that say, hey, I got this account and inheritance, here's X. Ex- Hundred thousand dollars, can you manage it for me? Because I don't know where to put it, Mm -hmm. and then we go through and determine, you know, what are the goals, and we're managing that specific account. Mm -hmm. But I think, in line with what we're talking about today, is getting a financial plan. Mm -hmm. You know, and and part of the financial plan process is actually do what happens to your estate? Do you have a will? Mm -hmm. That's why Kristen and I work closely together because. You know, I really desire for my clients to know what's happening in all the different scenarios. What happens if you live a long life? What happens if you pass away early? What happens if your child wants to go to Brown? What happens mm-hmm. if your child goes to Georgia Tech? You know, all those different <laughs> yeah. things. Mm-hmm. They cost a lot of different money. Yeah. Options. so we start thinking about those things. And I think working with a financial advisor, financial planner, whatever you want to call them, let's just call it your financial professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Will help you identify what it is that you, you know, you might come in thinking, I'm really concerned about XYZ. And then a good financial advisor will ask you the right questions to help you realize, well, gosh, I wasn't even thinking about my parents or about mm-hmm. long term care or whatever the other issues. Part of our job is to help you think about your overall financial picture from a holistic perspective. Yes. Yeah,
1: which is why I also think, like you were just saying, Kristen has to be a part of that, or Kristen's profession has to be a part of that, because or else you're really not looking at the whole picture, right? It's just like future planning also includes estate planning.
4: Right, and for to really make it before we, guess recorded, we are talking about how complicated it can be for your loved ones mm-hmm. if you don't plan ahead. So Kristen and I work together frequently on things like how is account titled? Because mm. a lot of times we've been in situations where, you know, if my client passes away, Kristen might have to go in on the estate side and clean things up. Or if she's prepping, she'll call me helping client get a, an estate that's easier for the family. Hey, can we title this pre- specific account so that it doesn't go through probate? Right. Okay, great. Let's have a conversation because we have the same goals for our clients which is to make sure that we're directing their wishes the way they want it and make sure that we can get it in the hands of the people they desire to have it as easy as possible.
1: So here's something that – this just triggered something in my mind from my own experience in my family. So my brother passed away – my younger brother passed away almost two years ago now. And it was very sudden. And he's a small business owner – Soul breadwinner, um, has an accountant, but not a financial planner. So from, I think a lot of people may have this false sense of security because they have an accountant on their side. Mm-hmm. And this person should be giving me good advice, right? But it's really, I mean, when he passed, there was Very little in place. You were saying like titling. That was not good. It was not good. Um, No will in place. And so that is sort of like to me the nightmare scenario Mm -hmm. of what a mom of two small children or even a dad of two small children or whatever would go through when a sudden passing occurs. And things are not in place. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure you guys deal with that all the time. Or too much.
2: (laughs) We've definitely seen that both with young families and with older families. And the thing that happens you know, in all of our households is that typically one of the spouses will manage the finances and the legal side of things. And that's not always the man or the woman. Mm -hmm. But um, the one who is left unexpectedly can truly have no idea what he or she is doing, not because they're not up for the job, but just because they've never done it before. Mm -hmm. And they're also grieving the loss of their husband or wife. So Mm -hmm. Charlotte and I have had to jump in and clean those things up. Mm -hmm. Charlotte's nodding her head (laughs) some some very clear memories for both of us um but but it's amazing what to your point julie what a good team can do for you on the front end not only a cpa but a wealth manager and an estate planner um can help you make your life so much easier um during your life and you know after someone passes away
1: yeah Mm -hmm. i think like this is kind of like to me the parallel would be your own physical health, right? It's always better to be proactive with your health than it is to triage when things are just running away from you, mm-hmm. um, which also is in my brother's case too. So mm-hmm. this could be like mm-hmm. another podcast about taking care of your health. Anyway, yeah. so – um, That's a
4: great analogy.
1: Yeah, because it's like the preventive care, like the ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Is that right? I always get those sayings wrong. I don't Does know that saying we'll give it to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. That sounds great. There you have it. You mm-hmm. heard it here, folks. But um, yes, it's like prevention. It's it's putting things in place before you are in crisis mode.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. And I think that like, people don't like talking about these things, right? Oh, yeah. For very good reason. We are all busy people with lots of things to occupy our minds and thinking about death and dying or finances it's not usually at the top of people's fun list but um, what people don't realize is that not making a decision doesn't mean that nothing happens it just means that you have lost control over what happens Mm. and that you're leaving a mess for someone else to clean up for you
0: that's a good yeah Mm -hmm. you've lost control that's absolutely right well this this did prompt um a conversation between myself and my parents about like, by the way, mom, <laughs> do you know where all of y'all's money is if something happens to dad? And she's like, absolutely no idea. No clue. <laughs> no. Couldn't, no idea where anything is. And of course, my dad was like, oh, come on. So he's he like, he walked me to his office and he's like, here is the binder. Okay. There is a single binder, it I love has this. everything in the binder. Wow. It's like, if I drop dead, this is where. Everything is like estate planning, all of our oh, accounts, wow. all of our passwords, you know, like God forbid Go somebody dad. finds this and goes. But, can you talk to
1: my dad? Can you talk to my dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: Seriously. Um, But he also emailed myself and my brother copies of their will. Amazing. Just like, now you have everything. You know what our wishes are. If there's anything you guys want to talk about, we can talk about it. But I really did appreciate the very first time we went through the will, first of all, I cried through the whole thing. I'm like, ah! But this time it was more of a, like, we, we do need to be prepared because mm-hmm. this could be a very miserable process if we don't know what's going on. Absolutely. And it was, I really appreciate how open my dad was just to like, let's walk through it and I want to make sure, you know, that if something happens to me, mom is taken care of and mm-hmm. we're not, you know, running around trying to figure this out. Um, and then, you know, if something happens to her and then I lose my mind because I'm grieving the loss of my wife, you both also know where everything is. yeah So, um, yes, I just really think it's so important to have these conversations with parents, but also to have it in a nice little, like, binder package yeah. box whatever it needs to be or have a good binder here's situation. the whole place in my backyard where it's for buried good
4: financial advisor we have an online portal now oh yes upload your will <gasps> and all your accounts and you can link it in i like it Ooh,
0: is, is this unique to your company or is this like something that's being used across the board
4: a lot of financial advisors use this You know, but we do. Yeah, we pay for the software, and all of our clients have access to it, and then they can link in separate accounts that we don't manage. Mm -hmm. So we call that your financial organization dashboard. Oh, and then when you work with Kristen, she emails us the will, and we load it up in there. Oh, nice. One log on, and even if the physical paper gets lost, yeah, we can we have it Mm -hmm. in a cloud for you.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. We also need that for like birth certificates and passports and social security cards. Absolutely. I can also
4: upload those into this magic you, financial planning cloud. Can are they, are they
0: usable that way because it's not the original? You know, when it's an upload? Mm, well, we're running into yeah. this right now with a family member where we have oh. lost the birth certificate and apparently you can't do anything. <laughs>
4: What do you mean? You can get one reissued. Yeah, you go back to the county courthouse. Where yes,
0: but they're all closed because it's COVID and nobody's answering anything. Anyways, um, we can talk about that later. Okay. But um, but it made me start thinking through like, good point. Where is everybody's birth certificate? And now those are all in a binder. Um, <laughs> but that's great to know. To have I a love place. that
1: because like right now, so I'm gonna throw another um level of. Planning and estate planning into the mix and we were just talking before we started recording but I'm about to be a small business owner so that's another layer right that's like outside of individual personal and family stuff um, but like does that also roll in to the same kind of planning scenario and sh- should it
2: so one thing that came to mind when Michelle was just talking it also dovetails into your question mm-hmm. is that lots of people think of estate planning as like what happens after someone dies. And sure, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But the other big part of it is what happens if you are alive but unable to handle your business? And by business, I mean your small business that you're about to form mm-hmm. and also your you know personal financial business. And so... I will often advise my clients to do powers of attorney and healthcare directives. And it's great when I can work mm-hmm. with Charlotte, um, to directly name powers of attorney on accounts. And what that does is that if something happens to you and God forbid, you know, you're not able to manage your own affairs, manage your own business, um, then someone can step in and manage those things for you. Mm. Um, or Michelle, in your case, if something were happened to your mom and dad, um, you could manage their affairs for them if they're just not mentally capable of doing things anymore it's going to be too late for them to sign those sorts of documents Mm -hmm. Um, so I do think that planning not only for after you die and yes business stuff should be in your estate plan for after you die but also to think about what would happen if you know you have a car accident. You're in a coma. Who's going to manage your business affairs? I mm-hmm. think that that's super important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let Let's expand on that a little bit. Like, what are some things when estate planning with an individual or a family or a couple that you are like, we absolutely need to have these things in place, and or common mistakes. And I know that might be a very long list, mm-hmm. but like you just mentioned, like we really need powers of attorney mm-hmm. in the estate planning. We cannot leave that for later.
2: Yeah. So I would say a well-rounded estate plan. So like when I say a plan, I usually mean a will or a will and a revocable trust, um, a power of attorney and a healthcare directive. I would say that's like a well-rounded package. And I think most people would agree that that's kind of the, the standard fare. Um, I think the biggest mistake that people make is just kind of not thinking through all of the implications and like you alluded to earlier, not continuing to update the plan. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think that a lot of estate planners will draft a plan that has to get updated every two years. I am definitely not that estate planner. I'd rather someone have to, you know, do it and then not worry about it for 10 years. But like you said, after eight years, 10 years, things have probably changed. You might not want the same people as guardians for your mm-hmm. kids. Your thoughts about what you might want to have happen to your body after you die may have changed. Your loved ones who you may have listed as executors or trustees may not be mentally capable or physically capable or the people you'd want to manage it anymore. So just kind of the revisiting of mm-hmm. the of the decisions I think is really important. Um, and I think the other thing is that, you know – I just making sure that everyone knows where the documents are and knows <laughs> that they're signed properly. That sounds so basic. And I hate to give such silly advice, but
1: mm-hmm. no, I don't the, think that's silly the at all. One it,
2: mistake I see made is that a will isn't signed right. And if a will uh, isn't signed right oh in Georgia, it's not a will. So wow. Seen,
0: Expand on that. What does that mean?
2: It means that you have to have in Georgia, you have to be over a certain age, which is 16. You know, unfortunately, uh-huh. we're all we're all well above that one uh-huh. <laughs> um, signed by two independent witnesses. So independent means that they do not stand to gain anything by your will and. Um, And bonus, if you have what's called a self-proving affidavit, which is a separate document on the back um, that is signed by those two two same independent witnesses and a notary Mm -hmm. and stamped by the notary. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, lots of people have seen movies or read stories about writing out their wishes on their deathbed or like, you know, Mm -hmm. just writing out their wills. That is a nightmare scenario because it doesn't hold up in court.
1: Right. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what my dad says he's going to do
2: and and it oh, won't it's not a will is the thing so that's just a
1: so, like, that's I, just a, a memo yeah.
2: well you know one thing
0: one thing that prompted this yeah that's, that's just a little note in a bottle thrown in the ocean um one thing that prompted this whole process for us was we had just had our first daughter and then we were going on a business trip to india shortly after she was born like seven, she was 7 months old and so we had this moment where we're like oh my gosh we're going to be on all the same airplanes literally going halfway around mm-hmm. the world and what if something happens to us well at that point we were a week out from our trip so we we were not drafting a will but what we did do was we did write out something and had two witnesses sign it mm-hmm. um about what would happen to Evie if something happened and i don't know if that was like you just said, like, would that hold up in a court? But at the time, it was our understanding if we did not have that and something happened, it wouldn't just be like my parents could come over and take her. It, they would, she would go into foster care, and then my parents would have to go to court to get custody of her, for example.
2: Yes, that's right. Ooh. And I'm glad that you wrote something down. I It's I better than nothing. You know? <laughs> that you've since signed something else okay okay
0: like what was that a complete waste of our time
2: no I mean I wouldn't say it's a waste (laughs) of your time I it, it probably that was a memo, would Michelle. have been okay, but I'm not 100% sure it would have been okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think somebody advised us at the time, like, well, at least write something down and get your neighbors to come over and sign it. So we just wasted our neighbor's time, maybe.
2: <laughs> well, Sorry, neighbors. It was about one <laughs> sentence,
0: but... Um. I
2: don't know if you've seen this Larry King story where on his deathbed, he allegedly hand wrote a new will writing his estranged wife out of it um and it's going to you know lead to all sorts of litigation so you know, none of us have the estates that larry king
0: does mm-hmm. or did
2: but um you know cautionary tale don't mm-hmm. handwrite write your will
0: yes yeah who do you advise people like who as in benefit are we calling it a benefactor who who would take over your finances or your children how do you advise people think about that
2: Yeah. So um, there are kind of three really important roles that come up in an estate plan. One is the executor. So that's the person who would be in charge of probating your will. Um, One is guardian. You know, that's what most of us think about our number one concern, who's going to take care of our kids if something happens to us. And the third is trustee. So like if money needs to be held in trust for our kids until they're old enough to inherit, who do we trust to do that? And Mm -hmm. that can be all the same person or that can be three different people the roles are really different mm-hmm. the executor is a very detail-oriented short tricks or executrix. tricks mm-hmm. oh. thank you oh, thank you mm-hmm. i like it <laughs> um I uh it's very short-term role you know up to a year detail-oriented trustee can be taking care of your money and managing your finances for I mean, Mm -hmm. for as long as you have decided that's appropriate. And then the third person, the guardian, it has to be a nurturer and someone you truly are values aligned with to take care of your kids. So sometimes those roles are all wrapped up in the same person and we trust one person to do all of those things. But sometimes we don't. And you need to think about um, what someone's strengths are, odds of the different people fighting. Mm -hmm. We don't want fighting.
0: Right. Like, do you recommend, yes, stick with the family? Or maybe it's not a good idea to stick with family for any of those roles?
2: Yeah, I mean, I hate to be the lawyer who says it depends. But you know, Mm -hmm. it just totally depends (laughs) on your family, personality and capabilities. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, somebody brought this up to me the other day when we were talking about this and revisiting um, who would get guardianship of your children. For us, it's all family members. But you know, they don't live here. And so they were saying, no, we've chosen someone that lives in the same city as us. So the kids could keep going to their same school. They go to the Mm -hmm. same church as we do. And so we know that they're gonna kind of raise the children the same way that we would. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really didn't think about it that way. I just thought through a family member but at the moment that would mean if something happened to us tomorrow our children would have to move to another state right switch schools switch everything and they don't know the family members super well because they don't live here yeah yeah i mean i think that's
2: a really good reason to have someone help with your estate plan who's seen a lot of different scenarios right Mm -hmm. because like often people come to me and they say what what do people usually do or like what's the right way to do this and these you know, not to do, get too granola crunchy, but these decisions are so kind of values based and subjective based on, you know, what's important to you and what do you care about for your own life and for your children that you don't want to just kind of plug and play into a computer like this is what people usually do. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You need to think about like, Estate I've had planning clients say, I want someone who will move into my home and raise my children in the most, you know, can continuous of our lifestyle way possible and then Mm -hmm. I have people who are just like well they just need to go to their grandparents because it's the only option so Mm -hmm. it just all depends on your life circumstance um and there's no kind of right way to do it but I always help clients think about based on your life as it is and what is important to you Mm -hmm. what's going to be best to do Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and
4: Kristen does it in a great way like I'll tell a personal story so she redid my husband as well and he has uh, named somebody not me as the pull the plug person. Mm. So oh. the healthcare directive um, is a physician. He's a physician, and so it's his childhood best friend. Wow! So, Like literally, if he's that on just gave me chills. Life yeah. support. I'm not allowed yeah. to make the decision. I have to call this person. Right. You know, but mm. that's very personal to him and they know they have a greater knowledge base about that than I do. Mm -hmm. And they've seen family members, you know, so he's like, you, you be too emotional. You won't be able to make the decision. Like this Mm -hmm. person knows my wishes in a way that, you know, you'll know a
0: slightly more objective. Yes. Interesting. Mm. That's a very interesting
1: point. But Mm
4: -hmm. Kristen does a great job walking through the process and thinking about it. And then you, you realize people value different things and, you know, I have some different charitable wishes than that are unique. And if I'm going to pass away, so it's very personal. And yeah. And I think that's something that both Charlotte
2: and I bring to the table is that we are, you know, both moms who have had to make these sorts of decisions mm-hmm. and plans for ourselves. And so we're really, you know not only used to for ourselves but also for our clients putting ourselves into these you know our clients positions and thinking like what would I want in this situation what did I want in this situation what's important to me like I know what's important to a lot of my clients because it's really similar to what's important to me and I know the same is true for Charlotte
4: yeah and we've also been you know Kristen I've been doing this long enough to have seen some different scenarios I mean unfortunately I've had the client who's unexpectedly lost her husband in the early 40s Mm -hmm. and Kristen's hat you know we've seen the good, the bad. And, you know, now I'm getting to see clients buy vacation homes and, and achieve their goals. And that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, by nature of what we do, we've also seen when things don't go well.
0: Yeah, let's go back to talking about goals real quick, too. So when clients come to you, Charlotte, I'm sure also like the goals are going to evolve as you get older. But what are some examples of goals that people are aiming to achieve? So retirement, I assume, is going to be one thing.
4: Yeah. So you know, it's individualized and we practice goals based financial planning. So we try to really at Silver Penny you know, allow you to view your money not just as an in into itself, but really as a resource to help you achieve your goals. So planning for retirement, making sure that you can retire. Mm -hmm. Retirement is not a given anymore. You don't work for one company for thirty years and get that pension. pension. Right. Yeah. And so Retirement is a lot more expensive than people realize. <laughs> oh my God! Well,
0: and I will say what we have seen—you know, my father-in-law and his monthly bills for care—I'm like, Brian, we have got like no more going out to dinner, you know. But it's really expensive, well, like retirement, but also long-term care. What long-term you're talking care, about is yes. Long-term mm-hmm. care, yes. So
4: if you have a long-term care event, no, that's something people like to think about less than dying. Actually, is ending up in mm-hmm. a nursing home. I, mm-hmm. But if it happened, would it bankrupt your spouse? Because once again, what happens usually is one spouse goes into like, and one doesn't. Oh, right. And so what Mm -hmm. happens is you've now taken that retirement money and you've spent it down. So how can you carve aside that money or get long-term care insurance or just sometimes you just have to make the decision. They just go into the Medicaid facility or, you know, so you have to think through that. Um, But people in our age range, it's college. And the question that I'm helping a lot of individuals and couples address right now is how much of my kid's college do I want to cover mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and should I plan for that? And, but should I do it at the cost of my goals? So we, we kind of think through that and go through, you know, how much would it cost for, and christian has been through this with me before, you know, we choose an in-state college or an out-of-state private college and look at the difference. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't mean your child can't go there, but they just might be paying for some of it
1: themselves. Correct. Yeah. Um,
4: Talk about, you know, if you want to travel, like I, one of my favorite stories, I had a client that I think he hired me because I would allow him to set this really high travel budget Mm -hmm. because that was important to him. Mm -hmm. And as far as financial advisors go, I'm probably one of the few that will really encourage you to take out money if it's to help you achieve a goal that you want. Mm -hmm. Nothing Mm. excites me more than getting a call and being like, hey, I need, you know, X amount of dollars out of my account because I'm finally going to buy that RV or that vacation home. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, that, that's always mm. a really exciting day for us. Yeah. But, you know, so we set a specific goal and he could spend X amount of dollars per year for five years to travel. And he passed away in the fourth year. Oh, wow. Um, so it was really exciting when he went to Croatia and Japan and like, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to say if, and if he wasn't intentional about that, yeah, they might not have ever done that. Yeah. And yes. Charlotte,
2: her, her office, when you walk in, it's got this really cool um, poster board that says goals that matter with yeah. photos of her clients achieving these awesome goals, you know, going mm. on this trip or buying the RV or whatever it is. And it, I will say it's really inspiring when you see it because it's like, you know, look at look at these goals that Charlotte has helped her clients. Yeah. Achieve. So it's no. not just
1: retirement. No. Yeah. No, it's, it's the full picture. You
2: let your clients have fun,
0: too. That's good. Yeah. 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 Well, it just makes me think, like, Ryan and I have talked in the last year about, like, and trust me, we are, like, very much enjoying our lives. I'm not trying to say that we're, like, you know, just eating ramen noodles every night and whatever. But, um, you know, just thinking through the responsibility of planning financially versus actually enjoying ourselves along the way and so trying to think through like the balance yes the balance of like oh the big trip but you know is it worth that amount of money we can just like get in the car and drive here um and i think given everything that happened this past year giving ourselves permission a little like to live a little and not be mm. too stringent but it is a really gray area yeah well,
4: the last two financial plans that I then we actually set like i set goals like annual goals like smaller chunks because you have the big ones that we we're talking about but i say hey if based on what you've told me your long-term goals are these are your short-term goals so if you could save x amount for college and then I gave them a, an item for X amount on travel this year, mm-hmm. so they knew they had X thousands of dollars. You hmm. know, so then they didn't have that burden,
0: right? Because like we've agreed upon this amount. Well, so. because they
4: did the plan, and so they knew that it wasn't going to take away from the other goals that they had. Mm-hmm. Which I think yeah. that is sometimes the the that's yes the tug of war of you know, what is okay to spend now versus save later. Mm-hmm. And so we take the stress away from that. If if you don't plan it, you don't know. Yes. Yeah, you're I just guessing.
1: That. You're guessing and hoping mm-hmm. instead of right. knowing.
4: Or the opposite where you just spend and don't think about it. That's not healthy either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's a money. You should have another one on money psychology. Mm-hmm. because <laughs> I've, I've really had to, I have very wealthy clients that won't spend a penny. Mm-hmm. And I have very, um, Soon to be wealthy if they would spend a little less money <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. that's so
0: interesting,
1: yeah, my oldest sister my oldest sisters in-laws were they were the first case where they spent no money on anything and they passed within the last few years and left a huge estate behind
4: and nobody knew right no <laughs> happens every day that's a different generation I
1: Oh yeah, they were in their nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they but, lived um, through yeah a different it's, time yeah, period. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Were they? I mean, they were multi millionaires, and the mother in law, in her nineties with dementia, would rinse off Saran wrap. Oh no, to reuse it. <laughs> this was wow. my great grandmother. My
4: great grandmother did that.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. They lived
4: through the depression.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which I kind of appreciate. You know, like. Let's not be wasteful. Totally. I'm the exact opposite. But I'm not no saran robe. Yeah. I'm or the, we're I am I mean Zip I'm
1: what I'm doing in my daily life is so bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my budget. Anyway. So um
4: but yeah, but we don't get that granular. You know, it's more of like a yeah, over Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or- yeah, sure.
1: But like I mean they went nowhere. Spent nothing. Um did very little and then just left behind. And then like, you know, my sister and her husband are kind of like not that bad but they're also like one notch maybe or two notches below that so then and they don't have kids so we're like you guys should travel more what Mm -hmm, are you doing mm -hmm. just they can come
4: into my office and see the board and then get some ideas yeah nothing more than as a financial advisor to tell people go spend some money now the people that I get to tell that are typically older and Mm you know have achieved certain goals Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um you know, I've had some clients that like have just cried in my office mm. because I'm like, just spend some money. But when mm-hmm. the couples want to do it like different Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> they that's probably tough. They want to spend it in different ways. I was gonna and say, somebody wants
0: the new car and somebody wants yeah. the vacation and yeah. there's probably a lot of marriage counseling going on yeah. at the same time. Yeah. In a roundabout way. That is funny. <laughs> what are if we went through a checklist of just like somebody listening to this podcast is gonna leave the podcast and I'm like, okay, let me go through and make sure that we are covering these bases, like retirement, planning. I would say
4: first, do you you need to see a Kristen. Do you have a will? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Okay. Okay. Well, I would say number one and number – I have two number ones. Do you have an emergency fund?
0: Oh, yes. I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about that. Which And you recommend what? Like six months?
4: Well, I'd like to see your overall financial spending before I recommend an exact – but the College of Financial Planning says that a – uh, two income family is six months okay. they say that a single income family is closer to eight okay but it depends it's not on your income it's on your expenses right yes so okay a, yep assume yep. a job is gone tomorrow you still have your mortgage you still have to eat mm-hmm. what are the essentials
0: yeah mm-hmm. okay and where do people put that money because you have to be able to easily access it like yeah, you can't it should be, be locked liquid. up in something. Right. Liquid. Love that term. Just yes. liquid. I would okay.
4: suggest that you consider putting it somewhere you can get instantaneously. So mm-hmm. um, Under your a money market. No. <laughs> 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 a bank, a money market. And yes, I know that yields are so low. You're not earning anything off of <laughs> that. But that's not the point of that particular account. Mm-hmm. I, I have okay. that conversation. You just got to gotta let it go. Okay. Other day. It's not to earn money. You, have, you need to earn money on your other money. Yeah. yeah. You okay. just need to have that available. And we adjust. I have certain people, you know. Come in, get a plan, and we can give you. I actually give people the dollar that I think is appropriate for their individual situation. Okay, but if we're going general, six months,
0: right? Okay, okay. So number one is the rainy day plan with your estate and your emergency Correct. fund. Great. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, then maybe retirement planning. I guess, that or, it or will think depend of your, on goals. your goals. Right.
1: Yeah. I already, I already learned something and, today. It d- depends on your goals. and examples
0: of goals would be, yeah, maybe the home buying a home buying mm-hmm. a second home it would be college i love how you framed that of like what of your college do you want to yes. pay for because i've always assumed we're going to pay for all of it
4: mm-hmm. there is a i didn't
0: because i paid for my own college yeah yeah See? well i am yeah. I'm, I'm just like i need everybody out 22 <laughs> nobody's paying for anything you're out like that's the last you penny need i spent off
4: the payroll but that's another yeah thing.
0: out of my house <laughs> off the payroll yeah
4: <laughs> Yeah. So that's a, a debate you're going to see. The financial advising community right now is really, this is a heated topic that we're talking about amongst ourselves. It's a popular mm-hmm. what we call FinTwit topic mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, oh. Yeah. But someone actually just recently wrote a book and I believe it's called uh, What You Pay for College. And so as financial advisors, we are in in debate about what we should tell our clients you know to fund Mm -hmm. because if you do the calculation
1: it is ridiculous money
4: okay for my client last week they said how much to go to duke their child is three okay so it was going to be six hundred and seventy
3: thousand
4: dollars and let's just say they do that and their child doesn't go to duke well then you've just saved all this money for not Mm -hmm. or if the child does that and then wants to go to med school, mm-hmm. you know, and then what does it take away from other things? So what I, my, my goal is I want people to know what it costs, what mm-hmm. are the ranges of what it costs, mm-hmm. and then set a goal and maybe develop some flexibility in the plan. Like maybe you do an in-state school in a 529. Mm-hmm. And then if you think they want to go to another school, let's get a separate account that maybe can be used for college, but maybe not. Ooh, interesting. Oh, interesting.
0: That's such a good idea. Okay.
4: So okay. see so yeah, I just gave a good idea for.
2: Her. Yeah, that was a good idea. Yeah. Her. So I like Charlotte, it. I remember when you gave me my folder with the what is college going to come. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. And I remember opening it, looking at it. And then immediately closing it <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and putting it away for some time. But and then you're like, that's not an, that far away it's an too. It's popping number. Um, you know, we're talking about all of these things that you really need to do, like estate planning and visiting Charlotte. Um, but there's some stuff that we can also do without, you know, or after visiting me in Charlotte that is going to make your life way easier. So Ooh. stuff top of mind is, Charlotte and I always harp on this, do not have a million bank accounts or brokerage accounts there's no reason mm-hmm. if you have 85 rollover iras <laughs> from your you know 1 million 401ks you've had over time it <laughs> mm-hmm. is not serving you you mm-hmm. heard that from the estate mm-hmm. attorney not the financial advisor wow. Put oh, it uh-huh. all under a single ira or two because what happens after someone dies is Your executor or trustee is going to have to go hunt around for all of these IRAs or bank accounts, and it will waste so much time and money. It Uh is crazy. Um, Also, if you're going to leave everything to your husband, have joint accounts. Or if you don't want to have joint accounts because you want to bank on your own, which is great and fine, name your husband as a pay on death beneficiary. It will go directly to him instead of going through probate you know, the time between when someone tries to probate a will and when the judge grants that order can be like six to eight weeks and you can be tight on money during that time. Mm-hmm. So having pay on death beneficiaries name can make your life way easier. Mm. Also, do you know who your beneficiaries are on your retirement and your life insurance? And mm-hmm. if you don't make sure that you do, because those things don't pass according to your will, they pass according to beneficiary designation. Oh. So, you know, consolidate, Mm -hmm. consolidate beneficiaries and consider joint accounts last thing I'll say is check your house deed if it doesn't have the words joint tenants with right of survivorship your husband is not going to get it right away he's gonna have to probate your half of the house so interesting that wait I think both
0: of our names are on the the deed deed of the house or or the or a trust that we created I know but I think we did that oh but yeah is that what it is that what that (laughs) means or well, is it something see, I think, else? I think
1: we did that when we did our estate planning too, but now I'm nervous.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, now I have to go back. I know. I'm just, I'm nervous. I just got stressed out. Um,
1: wait. No,
4: knowledge is power. Can we gonna, power. go back? I'm going to feel relaxed. Can mm-hmm. we go
1: back to the probate process? Because people who haven't had to deal with probate don't know what that is. Yeah. Let's define
0: probate. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So probate is the process of proving your will to the court. So, After someone dies, your executor has to take your will to the probate court, and probate is still fairly antiquated. You have to have a written petition taking your original will down to the probate court to say, hey, this is a valid will. Please allow us to open the estate. That process of the judge looking it over and saying, yeah, okay, this is good, can take six to eight weeks. Um especially in COVID and none of this Mm -hmm. is digital. So once the judge says, yes, this is okay, go ahead, then your executor will gather up all of your assets, like your bank accounts and all that we were talking about, put it under a single umbrella of a trust estate, and then distribute it however you said you wanted it distributed in your will. That whole process is called probate. Mm -hmm. And um, best case scenario, miracle, lightning speed scenario is like eight months, most no. likely, yeah, it's over like a year, a year, or yeah, a, in a year is fast. But is honestly. that if an
0: individual, mm-hmm. like if a husband passes away and the wife is still alive, or is that if everybody, like the lat, you know, like
2: either one, either one. So I mean, my really best case scenario for a client is if they're like leaving everything to their husband. Or vice versa. Then I'll try to help them set things up so that probate won't be necessary for the first spouse to die. Okay. And then only, you know, the survivors will have to go through it after the second spouse dies. Mm -hmm. But not, uh, you know, not to have a shameless plug for myself or for Charlotte. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, plug away, please. Do not all planners are thoughtful enough to like dig into the granular, like what is going to happen if you actually die scenario? (laughs) Right.
0: Because that sounds terrible.
2: It if is terrible, you know, like but what you're just talking about. If you're in
0: your for, early 40s yeah. and your spouse dies, and then you're messing that's, around in court for eight that's months right.
1: to get your money, well, to get money adds, to care for your children.
4: Yeah, and life insurance. Yeah. Let's. Like, I want to just kind of throw yeah, in there. Like, I want to talk about life insurance. If you have Same. life insurance, it's it does not go through probate. Whoever's name is on that life insurance as beneficiary gets a check tax free. Mm-hmm. So our generation, Generation X, in particular, is very doesn't really love life insurance, and mm-hmm. so they're underinsured. Oh but yes, for sure. It is really critical. If you talk about having to go through the probate and wait, I mean literally within a few weeks, like days maybe even, if I have like a death certificate and a life insurance policy, then that check goes into the hands of the people who need it most when mm-hmm. they need it the most.
1: So my brother again No, no poster child for nightmare scenario. Didn't have didn't have life insurance. Oh, no. So sorry. Accounts had to go into mm-hmm. probate two young children wife who didn't work it's just like the perfect storm of all the things
0: actually what if what if somebody is not working do they need life insurance too I have life insurance well I'm working now but um yeah yeah I,
1: I know you can have it do you need that's a it personal that's just your own thing we decided so this is how Matt and I decided it when we were doing our estate planning and that is, Because I'm the primary caretaker of our children, we don't have a nanny. He's like, you know what? Let's plan for that. Mm -hmm. So
0: what does that amount look like? And let's get that. Mm -hmm. And then this is... Oh, um, we do have this, but it's through Run's work, so that's why I don't know the details. But you pay life insurance monthly, like you would a car insurance or a home insurance. What do you pay?
4: No, I we can do it anyway. Oh, I mean, if okay. you if you get it through work, then your employer owns it. But mm-hmm. If you no longer have your employer, you no longer have your life insurance. Mm-hmm. Correct. I know. So the backup plan, the mm-hmm. individually the owned life insurance, which you know, go see a. You know, maybe start enjoying. This would be a conversation that like Chris and I would have together. If someone hires me for financial planning, it sounds kind of grim, but I can calculate kind of what the loss of income would be. Mm-hmm. And then I can actually back into a number. Okay. And say, hey, you should probably get X amount of life insurance. Term is the cheapest. Permanent's mm-hmm. a little bit more expensive, but these are how they work. Mm. And then, you know.
1: Yeah, even that, the different options of types, yeah. right? Okay. So that's another.
4: And we do do life insurance at our firm. Mm-hmm. So back to your question about, you know, the very beginning, are you fee only? No, I'm fee based. So I do a lot mm. of fee work, but I decided as a firm decision that I wanted us to have life insurance, which does pay commission.
1: To offer it.
4: Yes, because I know how some people desperately need it. And I, my objective for clients is to get things done in a way that will best impact their lives. Mm-hmm. And so if I say, hey, you need life insurance, I don't have a way for them to get it. Mm-hmm the chances of them actually taking action are small. Yeah. So true. So I need people to have an action biased and we're all busy. And so if I'm like, Hey, this is how you do this. Call Kristen, do this and this, and then do this, this and this. You just check the box and click, click the sign here and you're good.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. Like two good points going back to like the comprehensive look of what you need in place. Right? So life insurance is an integral part of that. If you only have it through your employer and your employment status changes, Hello, COVID. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you don't have life insurance anymore. Mm-hmm. Or they can
4: change their mind. They can just take it away. I mean, hmm. oh. an employer what? can, yeah, they can take it away. It's a group. Contract. Oh, as
1: a benefit.
0: Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Right. yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um,
1: yeah. And then learning it just about, again, like you advise people still have to take action. So, like, the ease of taking action. I think, for all us busy people, right? It's like, do I want to go do this homework by myself? I think this is a conversation that we had before. Like, could you go and piece all this together yourself?
4: I guess you could. You could. You can totally DIY, you know. I think you need an attorney to do this data plan. But a lot of the things that we do, you could do the calculations and make the plan and do that. We've spent a lot of time thinking about, okay, there was a joke in my industry that's like, there's a great, a lot of great financial plans sitting in the trunks of mm-hmm. uh, Mercedes Benz. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. And so when I kind of opened up our firm and, you know, said, I'm going to do things differently. One of the things that I really need it to be for people to easy to take action. Yes. And so we do like a checklist. So at the end of a financial plan, you get, Hey, these are your, you know, back to the well the wellness check. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get your diagnostic. And then after your diagnostic, you get your prescription. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, you need X amount of emergency fund. You need X amount of life insurance. You need to do this on your estate. You need to change this. And it's homework. But then we follow up and say, have you done Mm -hmm. the first three things? Okay. Six months later. Have you done the next three things? And it is a little bit of work. Mm -hmm. And so we try to maybe spread it out or give you, you know, you have six months to kind of do it. But we better have
1: that estate plan in place while you get it together. Right. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I agree with Charlotte
2: and that's exactly how I do things too. The Mm -hmm. checklist is key. These things, again, not fun to talk about. The more you can make it digestible and not overwhelming for clients, the better it's going to be.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, to me, I think most people sort of dread this. Like they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to do it. They just assume, I mean, they're young, they're fine. Um. I mean, when we went in to talk to an estate planning attorney to do our will, I just didn't want to have to ruminate over that.
2: Mm,
1: You know, it was better for someone to ask me the question with Matt sitting next to me and just answer them.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And
1: then ask the questions like, what do people normally do? Right. Because we don't know. Mm -hmm, I've mm -hmm. never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. There was a question on there. Kristen, maybe you could probably talk to this, but... There's a difference. This is like blew my mind. And we really had to think about it for a second while we were in the office. Life support and the different kinds of life support. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like we thought life support is life support, but it's not. Like, do you want hydration? Do you want like... I, like what are the things that they ask
2: you yeah, when the they were asking nutrition us- or hydration or CPR ventilator yeah there's a lot of different there's a lot of different. but but my goals you know when I'm making an estate plan for people number one I want someone at the end to say that was so much easier than I thought it would be yes you're right people dread this process yes and it I, was and I will tell you 99 times out of 100 people say to me that was so much easier than I thought it'd be mm-hmm. and number two is I feel so much better now mm-hmm. that I have that yes. done. Um, and I would say, you know, maybe not 100 times out of 100, but 99.9 times out of 100 people say that to me. Just that was so much easier and I feel so much better. Yeah. yeah. And to me, I have achieved my yeah. goal. I don't need them to come back and see me every two <laughs> years. Like,
1: but maybe like in 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Or, when or when your situation changes.
2: Right.
0: Okay. If yeah. you have
1: a life-changing event. Exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I, we left the office And literally high-fived each other because we were talking about it for so long and pushing it off because we were so busy. But then, like, we're like, no, we have a child. We can't wait.
2: Yeah. Well, and
0: the birth of each child, right? Because I think now that we're saying that, I'm like, yes, we did reach out to our estate planner after Winnie was born because now she needed to be written into the will of who Mm, had custody of her, I think, too.
1: I don't think Ozzy's in my plan. Oh, Uh-oh. I know. I was like, <laughs> I have a long to-do three do list gets right now. Forgotten in
0: so many ways. Yes, yeah, but we. I mean, it was far after Kristen she was born.
4: Writes it really well, though. I re- I remember a clause where she say, and and like, and anyone else. Yes, like should <laughs> yeah, should okay. Rob and I have a child together and that anyway i forgot to call her i would still be covered am i right yeah right okay but you know Uh a little
2: bit of like estate planning trivia now in the you know world of 23 and me you have to really think about does the client want that in there like if a child is discovered later do you really want them included in the will um but you know Uh if you have like a client they're late you know, in their 30s or early 40s, like, yes, you probably want to include that It's clause, like a Dateline so, NBC episode. Um, like, this is a reality TV show. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did you find in their will? Estate planning is very yes, exciting. I yeah. know.
0: We've <laughs> got a lot of drama. Um, that, I mean, hey, okay, I think we had something written in, too. I mean, this was the most mind-boggling part of our experience was if something happened to Ryan, how we wanted to name our finances so that if I went and got remarried... That yes. person that did not have access to the finances. Yeah, yep. that's
4: a whole another podcast because we yeah. actually never addressed on another reason you need to be aware of all this is like your relationship may end through death, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Death or divorce. Divorce, divorce yes. is something yes. that happens, and if you become in charge of your finances suddenly mm-hmm. through the divorce method, that's still way that all of a sudden you're in charge of your finances right right you need a whole new plan and a whole new will
2: right yeah Yeah, we didn't talk about divorce we do need
0: a whole episode on divorce yeah okay
2: I mean I will say if you have a blended family Mm -hmm. you absolutely need a will Mm -hmm. more than anybody else you absolutely need a family I
4: would say that one checked frequently just yep good Good practice yeah. best practices Get wow
0: that. I just I just really got busy I have a lot to do all of a sudden it's like <laughs> looking forward to my afternoon just kind of, <laughs> like, I'm gonna be running around like finding our will and highlighting
4: looking for your deed I know yeah you know what you can probably look that up online
0: yeah you
1: know the you? deed
4: oh yeah public record yeah
3: oh hmm
4: just okay. like you look up how much your neighbor's house costs right just yeah right mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, I was just googling your address <laughs> oh gosh
0: Zillow I know and all of the things um Well, I want to be respectful of y'all's time because yes. I know we're in a work day right now but this has been so amazing I feel like I've come out of this with so many ideas and mm-hmm. a checklist and a to-do list but I'm um and two people that can help me with it yeah sitting right here (laughs) that was the next question I started off saying I was reading a Facebook thread of um, Ryan's MBA classmates and it was here's everything that we need to do and all the questions were who do we hire to do all of the things so Mm -hmm. yes and Um, it just
1: gets to show you MBAs have lots of questions too and we were just okay so mm -hmm. before we started recording we're talking about you know the assumption that because we are of a certain age and maybe have certain educational background, of course, we would understand all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I have a finance background. Matt has a CPA. And we're like, no, Mm -hmm. it's just too complicated. There's so so much more that we don't know than we do know. And to navigate that is actually full-time jobs, Mm -hmm. right? So um, for us, like, it just is so risky at a certain point to take that into your own hands yeah, and time consuming. Right. And then you don't do it. Anyways, yeah. that's my two cents.
0: Yeah. No, everyone <laughs> needs to pay attention to this regardless of your profession or edu- educational background. That's right. Absolutely. So, well, y'all, thank you so much for your time. This was amazing. I feel like we've got a lot of nuggets. Yeah,
4: And thank you for tackling a topic that people don't feel comfortable talking about. So I think you probably yeah. helped a lot of people. Death and money. Death well, and money.
0: That is the and theme divorce. of our podcast. Most episodes are uncomfortable Death, topics. Money, yeah. <laughs> just
2: Answer. change the name.
0: Yeah, <laughs> things that you would rather not discuss over dinner um, <laughs> no. is what
1: our
2: podcast
0: is for. You
1: can just listen
2: to
0: it by yourself on a walk. <laughs> and cry. I'm just yes. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh um well thanks y'all we really appreciate yeah, thank it thank you, you so us. much for having us and we'll we'll link info um when yes. we post or in our absolutely so for that Kristen and Charlotte people yes. um can find y'all are you available if the people are not in the Atlanta area do you do long distance I do yes. planning okay because I also did not know that and that was something I discovered really of like your financial advisor does not need to be in your geographic radius oh so, and do you, Kristen?
2: You know, I only do planning in Georgia and California because that's where I have State my bar st- okay, licenses. Right? Um, but I know people, you know, all over the country. So if you need a referral somewhere, mm. don't free- feel free to, you know, reach out.
0: Okay, great, awesome. awesome, thanks, y'all. We appreciate it, Charlotte and Kristen. Thanks, ladies.
2: Thank
1: you, thank you so much. Thank all right, you. guys.
0: Until next time. Bye. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review. And if you have any ideas for future speakers or topics, feel free to email us at commonspacepodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on our creatively named Instagram, Common Space Podcast. Thanks.